time to rest, time to refresh, no stress To the city point Giving him your best, nothing like the rest Passing every test, you know he's the one, yeah Taking time to rest, time to refresh, no stress To the city point Giving him your best, nothing like the rest Passing every test, you know he's the one, yeah Taking time to rest, time to refresh, no stress To the city point Giving him your best, nothing like the rest Passing every test Let's bow in a word of prayer. Father in heaven, we thank you so much for being so good, so kind, so gracious, so wonderful, Lord. We just pause for a moment in our week to say thank you. Forgive us of our busyness throughout the week that some days has caused us to jump straight into our worry. Then rather than looking at the object of our worship, I pray, God, that you will use this time that we have together in worship uh, to celebrate you, to contemplate you, also to learn from you, to learn more about you. I pray that you will speak through me to these, your people, in a way that is real, that is palatable, and that is relevant, such that they leave this place better than they were when when they came. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Why don't you praise God for Corey Barksdale and for for this band. We got an action-packed um, uh, day today. Uh, we are uh, going to be, uh, in, a, in addition to our typical service, also uh, just kind of talking about some paths to home ownership. So I want to just, if you don't mind, just jump straight into the word so that we uh, won't belabor the day uh, any longer than it needs to be. Amen? All right. Uh, I'm going to be looking at Luke chapter 19, uh, beginning with verse 1. Luke chapter 19. Uh, this month, I'm not preaching a series. Just going to be talking about Jesus a whole lot. Is that all right? It's going to be, I figure that's pretty, uh, pretty decent for the season. We're just, just talk about Jesus. Um, so Luke chapter 19, um, begin reading at verse one, a little bit lengthy passage of scripture, uh, 10 verses. It says, Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus, He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was. Let me say that again. He wanted to see who Jesus was. But because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore tree to see him since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter, he is going to be the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, today salvation has come to this house because this man, too, is a son of Abraham. For the son of man came to seek and to save the loss. I want to talk about the Messiah for the marginalized, the Messiah for the marginalized. Jesus stayed in more beef with religious people than anybody else. You'll find this theme throughout the gospel writings in Matthew and Mark and Luke and in John. 
You, you'll see this theme where Jesus' moves are constantly being criticized by the hyper-religious folks and the religious leaders of his day. The essence of Jesus' ministry can be summed up in, uh, in, as he responds to the Pharisees by saying in chapter 19, verse 31, that healthy people don't need a doctor. Excuse me, chapter 5, verse 31. Healthy people don't need a doctor. Sick people do. I have come not to call those who think they are righteous, but those who know they are sinners and need to repent. This is the heart of the ministry and mission of Jesus. He, he was enamored by life's lost and found column. And because of this, he broke all of the religious social norms and he often found himself spending time on the margins with the religiously marginalized and ostracized and cast out people of his day. But my old pastor used to say that Jesus came for the least the lost, and the left out. And I just feel that if that is who Jesus was after, then that too ought to be the primary focus of his church. The religiously marginalized. The, the people who have been turned off by religion. The, the imperfect people. The, the people with questionable past. The imperfect people. The ones that have imperfect past and perhaps even imperfect presence. In essence, people just like you and me. You see, Jesus had this uncanny ability to see people and to see past their sins and to see their souls and to be able to see their humanity. So whether it was the rich young ruler whose wealth was too much of an object of worship for him to become a worshiper of God. <clears throat> or the woman at the well who five times had lost in marriage and was currently with somebody else's husband. Or whether it was the centurion whose son was sick to the point of death. Or the shady tax collector, Matthew, who he made one of his disciples. Jesus had the uncanny ability to see past what was problematic in people. To see a human being that was worth bringing into saving grace. And so there is this story that we have dropped into today that is a great illustration of this. It is the story of Zacchaeus in Luke chapter 19. Jesus had entered Jericho, and there is madness going on like a celebrity sighting in Times Square. Crowds are gathering, not, not gathering because of a speech, but, but the kind of gathering that people do when they spot a celebrity. The people are walking up and they are gathering around and they are yelling and they are screaming and they are staring at the person who is walking. This is the scene as Jesus walks through Jericho. The crowds are thick, but people are yelling like it is an early 90s new edition concert. There's so many people and the crowd is so thick that it is, it is hard to even get a glimpse of Jesus. And so one person by the name of Zacchaeus came up with the novel idea of climbing up a tree to get a better view to see over the crowd. Luke chapter 19 verse 3 says of Zacchaeus, he wanted to see who Jesus was. Now to get this, you've got to see the context of where we are in the story of Jesus. We are toward the end of the earthly life of Jesus. 
We are a little over a week away from the crucifixion and resurrection of Jesus. We are at the peak of Jesus's ministry. He is no longer the new unknown personality in the region. No, by now he is by now the one whom they have heard or witnessed feed 5,000 people with two fish and five loaves. He is the one who has cast out demons, has restored sight. He is the one that stood at the tomb of Lazarus and had spoke the words, Lazarus, come forth. And though Lazarus had been dead, he was brought back to life. But people who were disabled are now walking because of him. A funeral home is in dispute about payment because in the middle of a funeral procession, Jesus touched the coffin and the widow's son that was on his way to be buried got up out of the, got up out of the coffin and the burial was canceled. By now, people have heard that one night out on the Sea of Galilee, as the storm was raging and the waters were tossing to and fro, threatening to capsize the boat, that Jesus was asleep at the bow of the ship. And after being awake, he simply got up and said to the storm, peace, be still. And the winds and the waves obeyed his commands. Yeah, the stories are out about him. That this is no longer an obscure Jesus. That this is Jesus who was risen in three years to uh, to, uh, acclaim throughout the entire region. Jesus is hot. Jesus is trending. And it is in this context that people are pressed to see him. And among the people that are pressed to see him, to see Who this Jesus is, is a man named Zacchaeus, who verse number three says, wanted to see who Jesus was. Notice that the verse has an investigative undertone. It implies that Zacchaeus had heard about him. But but now Zacchaeus' curiosity has boiled over into needing to see who this Jesus was. Zacchaeus had heard about him. If I can use my imagination for a moment, perhaps Zacchaeus had heard about him while he was out on his tax collecting route. Perhaps it's because he stopped by the home of a woman who after Zacchaeus knocked on the door, she answered the door. And when she found out he was there to collect taxes, said that she could not pay because her husband not only had not worked, but he was not even in the home anymore. She said to Zacchaeus, if you look out yonder over there in the tombs, you will see the silhouette of what looks like it might possibly have at one point been a man. But now he is somehow living at the intersection between man and beast. He has been, as he says, possessed by demons, a legion of demons, and he refuses to live anywhere but among the tombs, and he cuts himself, and when anybody goes out to try to get him, nobody can bind him. He breaks the chains. She says to him, Zacchaeus, I imagine, I can't pay these taxes because I have no money. Perhaps Zacchaeus says to her, I'm feeling kind today. I don't usually give this kind of mercy, but I will be back in 30 days to collect. 
If I can use my imagination further, Zacchaeus goes on from that house to collect taxes at another house. And when he arrives at that house, the person that comes to the door is a woman that is dressed in black. She says that she barely has enough money to bury her only son. Zacchaeus says, I'll be back in 30 days. Perhaps then he stopped at the home of a blind man and the blind man came to the door. Said that he did not have money for taxes. The only money that he has to live off of because his his physical limitations limit his ability to earn a wage for himself. And so the money that he has to live on is only what he can beg for at the side of the road. Zacchaeus says, I don't know where you're going to get the money from. But I'll be back in 30 days and you better have my money. If I can continue to use my imagination, 30 days later, Zacchaeus goes back on his route and he knocks on the door of the woman whose house he had gone to first. But a man opens the door. Zacchaeus finds this strange because the husband of this woman was the man who was living out in the tombs possessed by the legion of demons. Man answers the door and Zacchaeus asks him, who are you? He says that I am the man of the house. Zacchaeus says, I was just here 30 days ago and there was no man in this house. In fact, the man was out living amongst the tombs. And then the man goes on to tell him a story. That indeed that was me. I was possessed by a legion of demons. I was living among the tombs. But then something happened when a man named Jesus interfaced with me. Uh, He says things have shifted in these 30 days since you were last here. And now we have the money to pay our taxes. Zacchaeus takes the money and Zacchaeus goes to the next house that he had gone to before. It is the house where the woman came to the door dressed in black. It is the home of the widow of Nain, who not only was a widow, but she now was burying her only son. In order to understand this, you've got to understand the patriarchy of the day, the livelihood, the sustenance for the family came from the husband in the family. And if the husband could not provide for the family because the husband had passed away, it was the responsibility of the sons to care for the family. And so by this woman losing her only son, she has lost her only means toward survival. Zacchaeus knocks on the door to that widow of Nain's house. But a teenage boy answers the door. Zacchaeus finds this strange because this woman told him a story that she had used the only money she had left to set aside to bury her only son. The boy tells him the story that that indeed I had passed away and in fact they were on their way to bury me. But then something happened when a man named Jesus touched the coffin on the funeral procession procession, and the boy was raised back to life. And so the funeral home had to give us our money back. And so here is your money for the taxes. This is a strange day for Zacchaeus. He goes to the last house. It is the house of the blind man. But when he knocks on the door, there staring him in the face is what had been the blind man. 
He says to Zacchaeus, yes, I am the same. I am the same man. Curious Zacchaeus asked him, how is it that you received your sight? He says, I'm glad you asked. A man named Jesus saw me on the side of the road and, and, and he restored my sight. And he by placing some mud over my eyes and in obedience, he told me in obedience to go and to wash. And I went and I washed and I received my sight. And so Zacchaeus, Luke says, had to see who Jesus was. May I stop parenthetically and say that City Point is designed to be a church where the Zacchaeuses who are curious and on the outside, who have heard others talk about Jesus, talk about God, to testify about what God has done in their lives, that City Point is designed to be a place where they can come and see who Jesus is. So Zacchaeus runs ahead of the crowd. He climbs this short, easily climbable sycamore tree. He's short of stature, climbs the tree because he wants to see who Jesus is. Let me tell you something about Zacchaeus real quick. He is a chief tax collector. Now, now he is not some hardworking government agent simply working for the man. No, that is not who chief tax collectors were. Now, he is a part of an exploitative extortion ring that is facilitated by the Roman government. The way that this scheme works is this, that the wealthy or the politically connected people would buy the contract to collect taxes on behalf of the Roman government from the people of a city or a town or a region. And then there was a base amount that they had to give Rome. But anything that you could collect or extort or rob from the people on top of that in the name of the Roman government was yours to keep. So the tax collectors upcharged people. Anything extra, they kept it. But literally, it was a government-sanctioned license to oppress and to extort. And the people who felt the brunt of it were the poorest and the most vulnerable in society. Folks hated tax collectors. They were scumbags that people hated to even see coming. Not only was Zacchaeus a tax collector, he was a chief tax collector, meaning that he was likely in charge of the whole city of Jericho. Jericho being the largest port city in the entire region. Yeah, he was the boss of other shady scumbag tax collectors who were out there extorting people. Verse two says he was a a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He had cake, y'all. A lot of it. So how strange it is to see him running, this man with wealth, power, and privilege, running and climbing a tree like a drunken sports fan in Grant Park watching the Cubs championship World Series parade go by. Wealthy people didn't do that. But there is something about his curiosity for Jesus that caused him to lay all that aside. And so as Jesus passed by, he noticed him and called him by name and said of all things in front of the crowd, Zacchaeus, 
Come down from there. I I need to hang out at your house today. It it is like when you see a celebrity and there's a, a big crowd and then all of a sudden there is this one person in the crowd that the celebrity beckons for and acknowledges and and calls forward. And now the people are looking around like, who is this dude? That is the scene. And so people start evaluating Zacchaeus. You know how we do. Evaluating, trying to see how this person is better than us. And some people recognize Zacchaeus because he's knocked on their door. He's extorted their money. Folks start recognizing him and murmuring, Jesus is about to hang out with this dude? Jesus is going to his house? Does Jesus know what kind of dude he is? There is this expression in the New Testament, sinners and tax collectors. You'll see these two kind of monikers next to each other. These tax collectors literally had their own slime ball designation separate from sinners. Jesus singles out this chief tax collector to hang out with. Jesus goes to his house. Something impacts Zacchaeus and Zacchaeus is moved to repentance. And Zacchaeus says, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone, I will repay. Watch this four times as much. Can I stop here for a moment and just say that this is what redemption looks like? Redemption ought to spark restitution and reparations. I do not believe that Luke by happenstance includes this story. I don't think Luke is just writing musings. I think there is intentionality. This story of the wealthy oppressor who schemes against the poor being redeemed by a movement among the poor led by a savior who is poor. I do not think that this is happenstance. I don't think that this happenstance that Luke, who just a few verses earlier in chapter 18, verse 18, told the story of the rich young ruler who failed the test when asked to give his money to the poor and follow Jesus. I do not think that it is happenstance that Luke tells that story and then now shows someone who is not only rich, but who has exploited the poor and is now connecting their redemption in Christ to the need to do right by the poor people that he's explored it. He says, here and now, I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone, I will pay back four times as much. Jesus says in verses 9 and 10, today salvation has come to this house because this man too, see that word too, is the son of Abraham. For the son of man came to seek and to save. Who? The lost. The lost. The account suggests two things. First of all, that Zacchaeus was looking for Jesus. But the most important part is that Jesus was looking for Zacchaeus. Can I tell you this morning that Jesus is still looking for the Zacchaeuses of the world? Maybe you work with Zacchaeus, but you've written him off. 
But maybe Zacchaeus lives in your building or lives on your block, but you've written him off. But maybe you woke up this morning laying next to Zacchaeus. Maybe you are Zacchaeus. If you know Zacchaeus, can you tell them that Jesus is looking for him? And that Jesus is looking for him without judgment. And City Point, let's be the kind of welcoming, simple church where the Zacchaeuses of the world and Jesus can meet. Oh.